a few days ago, I got a soda for for our, the momentous occasion of us recording a podcast. Ooh, ooh. So, all right. So, you'll have to tell us what sort of uh, let's let's say non traditional soda this may be. You were like, yeah, I got a Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Lacroix. Oh boy. Uh, do, is it Lacroix? Is that the ugly American saying it, or is it a Lacroix? Like, yes, yeah, that's the. I, I, I have a feeling if I said Lacroix around a someone who spoke French, they would mercilessly make fun of me. Oh, they'd be fine. It just sounds like I feel like if I was said the other way, it'd be like you know Giada who like way over enunciates anything that's Italian and just, it's like oh. yeah, overemphasizes everything, like pauses too much between her double double letters. Yeah, it's just like no, just stop. So this is probably going to be the worst soda. Oh, worse than Burdick? Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure. I've I have no idea how this is going to taste, but so it's from a company called Wonder Farm. Oh God, it's uh from Vietnam. Okay. Okay. So it's in a can. It's about Red Bull size, 240 milliliters. Bird's nest, white fungus. Oh God. I <laughs> oh god, bird's have... nest white fungus. Yeah, I. Are you about to drink saproling soda? Yes, I'm going to turn into deranged hermit if I if I'm not already. Oh my god, uh, this is probably going to be awful. I should have brought myself a chaser, but I just have water as a chaser. Oh well, god, that's all you have? You yeah? You... I don't even I don't even have instant <laughs> coffee. I ran out of instant coffee. I would, would rather drink, drink instant. I would I was rather say drink, you drink instant coffee. <laughs> I I would rather drink instant coffee than drink this, but I do mainly because it's easy. All right, time to open this. I was actually kind of dreading this. So, how does this <laughs> look? This <sighs> can't tell what this looks like. I'm gonna pour a little bit. In yes, this. you need. Oh no, you need to pour it into something. So you can witness the coloration and experience the bouquet of the soda as well. And the effervescence upon your nose. I'm going to rinse this cup out. And then we get good sound effects. Yeah. So I'm going to pour this one out real quick and I'll be right back. My wife has paused her video so she can hear me and (laughs) probably retch because this is going to be terrible. So we have two spectators now. Yeah. And then whoever's listening to this. So. Um, it's clear. It's like lumpy. What? <laughs> what? It's like chunks in here. What the hell? It's clear. It's got lumps. Please make sure when you pour it out that you take some sort of picture. We need to see this as well. Oh yeah, I should do that. Oh my. Oh my goodness. I could actually send that to you right now. Oh God, you need to make sure you post it up online as well. You need to get uh, this, this in the is... glass so we can see it. Do you remember this stuff? It was called Orbits that had like yeah. the little like floating things in there. Is that it remotely was... as appetizing as Orbits? God, no. And it's got like this weird kind of like almost phlegmy texture to it. Nice. So it's like prehistoric boba. Yes. There's like little brown bits in here, but it's from coffee I drank before. So <laughs> if you see that. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, I'm sending you this picture. Um, <laughs> it's got a phlegmy texture. 
It's like <laughs> almost snot. It's like disgusting. You think it's it's no you think it's soda, but it's not. <laughs> nice. Nice. Let me know when you get that picture. <laughs> oh boy. Get it? Oh, here, oh, I just got it. Let me take a look. Oh god, this looks gross. This looks terrible. Oh, I can't wait. It doesn't smell like anything. Okay, let's hope this residual cinnamon that's in this cup helps, because, oh my goodness, this is the oh worst. Boy. I, I can hear the glass approaching your face. It's sweet? That was not as bad as I was thinking, but still, like, what? All right, maybe I'm going crazy, so I'll try it again. Okay, okay. Not that's that's actually not bad. It, it oh my has, god, you have to be kidding me. This almost I, it almost tastes like vanilla. That's insane. It's, it's almost like tapioca, like vanilla. Like, I thought this was gonna be bitter and like nasty, but it's, it's so good. Tapi- tapioca fungus. Yeah, I am tasting the chunks. <laughs> ah. this, this is actually pretty good. All right, so does it have does it have like ingredients on it? Like what like uh, yeah. what would be the what would be the fungal ingredients? Let's see. So, let's see. I know it's in Vietnamese and English. Um water? How's how's your Vietnamese? Uh, not very good. Uh, oh, okay. So, it is water, white fungus as a second ingredient, jeez. So I'm going to oh, I'm going to die. Okay. Sugar, that's probably why. <laughs> Thickener that's probably why it's funny. That's, that's, that's the phlegm. Okay, got it. Synthetic sweetener. I guess that's <laughs> the sweet. <laughs> this is not very specific. Oh, it's very artificial vanilla flavor. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Um, Acidity regulator. is like Chandra's regulator. And the last ingredient. <laughs> Regulators. Yeah. <laughs> Fluctuators. <laughs> the last ingredient. Up. Bird's nest. <laughs> wow. That, that was not what I was expecting at all. And it's and it's called bird's nest white fungus. I'll can send you a picture of the can too. It's, oh, bird's nest white fungus drink. I just looked online. Yeah. Wonder Farm. Yeah, ArmenianFungusCake.com <laughs> I'm going to text my wife, see if she wants to try any. Oh, if she yelled no. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a surprise. Wow. <laughs> this drink really does contain chunks of white fungus as well as real bird's nest. Yeah. They... The nest wow. is produced by the edible nest Swiftlet, and it is composed of hardened saliva. Oh, so maybe that's part of the phlegmy texture, too. Um, it is not appetizing. Let's see here. It looks terrible. <laughs> uh, it looks, like, super gross. Um, this drink in the golden can contains not only chunks of fungus, but also genuine bird saliva. Probably not very much, since the bird's nest in question sells for about $1,000 per pound and is one of the most expensive foods in the world. 
I've heard that, yeah. The drink yeah. has a chunky texture thanks to the white fungus. It's also thick thanks to thickener 466. Its sweetness comes from sugar, rock sugar, and synthetic sweetener 960. Uh, the flavor is reminiscent of vanilla with a bit of milk. The source of the vanilla flavor seems to come from the synthetic. Um, mm. All in all, it wasn't all that bad. In fact, huh. it was rather enjoyable in its own strange way. It was, I mean, it mainly just tastes like vanilla with like disgusting texture. I sent you another <laughs> picture, by the way, with the whole can poured in this cup. It's yeah, it's like uh, it's pretty good. Suspended in there, like, oh, but taste-wise, it was a lot better than I expected. That's, That's good. Wow, I don't know what to think. I anymore. am both. I am both. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, does it look hideous? Yeah, that looks off. It looks terrible. Oh, it looks atrocious. Yeah, oh, it my looks God. like. It looks like like somebody like it looks like a snot drink. Yeah, this is not orbs. This is definitely not orbs. Orbits. Orbits. Orbits is great. I thought it was orbs. O R B Z. Oh uh, no! It it bumped me when they came out with the travel site called Orbits because that was the name of the drink. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Orbits drink. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting that at like. Some gas station, like during a like a family trip one time, it wasn't bad. Yeah, when I worked at the amusement park, we would uh, sometimes on our breaks go out and get uh, go out and get some orbits and like bring it back to our uh, trailer or whatever between shows. It was the same company that made clearly Canadian made orbits. Not have thought that, but the bottles were the same, so I mean it makes sense. <laughs> it was introduced in 97 and quickly disappeared due to poor sales. Maybe yeah. we were the only people buying it because literally Probably. we bought multiples per week. Like <laughs> consumers compared it to a potable lava lamp. I mean, I can totally see that. Oh, it was, but they were good. They were actually it was, good. That's fine. Yeah. Actually yeah. good. Yeah, that was actually good. This one's like, I'll try it again. Like I expected that to be bitter and nasty, so I was bracing for impact. But this is not right. bad. And then like, you actually got a little disgusting. bit of a smooth over. It looks disgusting. <laughs> All right. So if you had to pick a black card from War of the Spark that you thought was going to, be, you were bracing for impact about how bad it was, but it's actually okay. Oh, nice. Which card would you pick? In your testing, what card gets closest to that description? Wow. Um, you know, not sure. Like, I'm looking through this and, like, uh, like I'm looking through everything. Most of it was just like pretty good to fine, I guess. Like, Massacre Girl was probably worse than I expected. Like, I thought she wasn't going to be that good, and she somehow was, like, worse slightly. Really? I don't know. I just really wasn't. She was just so inconsistent when I okay. tried her out. The rest was just, like, none of these are really surprising, though. Like, like I don't know if any of these were, like, wow, this is a lot better than I expected. Like, maybe Toll of the Invasion was probably better, but I really haven't tried it 
in like the big leagues, you know, just kind of like in lower rarity cubes or whatever. Like, well, um, <laughs> I guess I'm just boring. <laughs> ah. White soda or white bird's nest soda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so have you had a chance to actually play with Bolus's Citadel very much? Yeah. So it's like, if you've ever gone off with an experimental frenzy, it's kind of like that. Okay. Where you're just like not bounded by like the, the life or by your mana, but you're bounded by life, but you still can hit like the double land thing. And then just kind of like, then the wheels get stuck and it's like, Oh, yep. Yep. Sorry. But it was kind of weird because and then you just get brick walled. Yeah. And then it's just like, gotta wait till next turn. But it's just like, you know, going off with it is just like, you know, just like this two, three, four, you know, just like get so much value out of it. But it's at the end of the day, it was just six mana. It really wasn't what control decks wanted because they don't want to use life as a resource that aggressively. And six mana was too high for aggressive decks. And it just really didn't have a. So yeah, it was just like Bullet Citadel was just too expensive for aggro, and like Control didn't want to use it, their life as a resource, and like mid range didn't really want it either. It's in fear. It was it was nice to you know be able to get value out of it, but also in like aggressive matchups, it was just the it was just so bad because it's like. I can't use this because it's like, oh, I'm at six life. Cast this and then do nothing or just, you don't cast it because you, you can't really, I mean, obviously you don't play bad magic. So you don't just like, oh, here's a goblin chain whirler. I'm at six. I'll cast this three mana card. So I die to it. It's like, nobody does that, you know, unless they're being mind slavered or they're, I don't know. There are, <laughs> like, not really thinking. Okay, so funny story. Uh, lo- local player playing at an either uh, some sort of qualifier event, MCQ or something like that, playing a standard event, um, playing playing winning in for top eight, oh. uh, is playing uh, Esper Control, has Bolas to sit it all in play. A little confused why it would be in the deck, but okay. Um, some sort of control deck, like he's. I, I don't exactly remember why. I, I wasn't there to witness it, but the judge was. Yeah. Um, and basically says like, okay, like reveals, um, uh, you know, a, a three mana card on top of his library, and is like, all right, like I'm gonna cast this and and kill your thing, and his opponent goes, okay, that's fine. But you're at three. And he's like, what? And he's like, they wind up calling a judge. And he comes over and he's like, yeah, what's up? And it's like, hey, like, I cast this card, but I'm only at, you know, I'm only at three or whatever. Like, I I didn't realize that, you know, like, I don't want to do that. And it's like, now, if you are at two, then yes. You can't pay the light. You can't pay a reason. You can't pay the life. However... There is nothing stopping you from being terrible at magic. So you're dead. (laughs) 
I don't think he didn't say those words, but like, there's nothing stopping you from putting, you can't, you know, you completely have the option to put yourself at zero to cast the spell. Hmm. Yeah. That is within your right to do that. However, when you go to zero life, you lose the game. <laughs> and, and dead. Wow. Pretty unreal. So yeah, you're not forced to play bad magic. I don't know. I just look at this and I'm just like, I just don't want to pay six mana for this to start. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't really impact the board or anything. It's just like, and hope I don't die. Right. And while you know, I'm I'm fine for some amount of doesn't have to impact the board in a huge way if there's huge dividends to come. I I'm just not not convinced with this one at all. Yeah. Yeah. So how uh how have your experiences been uh are there any other now I mean I have one card I know that I really like and this yeah. is you know one of the only cards I've gotten some experiences with uh is there anything you want to talk about before we get to the cards that start with G G G is the card that I know about uh oh that one okay I was going to say Liliana but I don't know if that's that that's after that's after G in the alphabet <laughs> um, bleeding edge is fine. Like it's another fire imp, which is fine. Like it, as you would expect. Uh, right, but with the with a double black casting cost, right? Yeah, yeah. Dreadhorde invasion's fine. Like just as a recurring threat, you know, I found it to be fine. I feel like people don't like it as much, but I don't know. It's been fine. Well, a bit bitter blossom, it's not. I, I think people may have gone into it with that expectation. Like, no, that's, this is not Bitter Blossom. Temper your expectations accordingly. Yeah, that that is that is not not it. Yeah, Eternal Taskmaster was fine. Like when I played it, it was it's yet another filler two drop in black. Uh huh. That has some recursion ability or whatever. Finale of Eternity was like overcosted. Didn't really do much, but. Yeah, those are the those are the pre G ones. <laughs> so, I have really enjoyed God Eternal Bantu. I think I haven't really heard a lot of hype for it from a lot of people, but I've liked it. Like, it's one of those things where you can just cash in a bunch of resources for cards. Which is right. Nice. I mean, extra extra lands that you have laying about that you don't really need. Uh, random idiots or permanents that don't do anything anymore that like, Hey, would I rather have this stupid thing or would I rather just have a fresh card? Oddly yeah. enough, kind of, kind of funny when paired with bitter blossom. Cause it reminds me of playing standard where you just champion your bitter blossom when you're tired of taking damage from it. Yeah. That was always nice. Like I'm gonna get rid of the stupid thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Also, tap all your lands. Yeah. Mana short you. So I really liked uh, God Eternal Bantu. Um, I, I like that he's an SDCC promo, so I can get a, a, an even fancier one. 
Uh, <laughs> that looked nice. Yeah, they look really they look really sweet, and they're actually not that expensive compared to what the list price is. So that's even better. So like they're actually obtainable. Uh, they were you know the the list price on them at SDCC was ninety nine dollars, and like they were gettable on eBay for one forty to one fifty. So that's surprising. Fifty percent markup, not too bad, especially considering that some of these have gone for. You know, multiple you know multipliers over on some of these sets. So I've enjoyed this quite a bit. The body is quite large, where it can tangle with most things. And menace is you know having some sort of evasion is always better than not. So that sounds like really stupid to say, but sometimes like a, a, that's a lot of times my problem with like large idiots is just like not having a body size not having an ability that makes the body size matter and this one does so i dig it black fives have gotten way better in the past couple of years so i'm down yeah it's a good one now liliana dreadhorde general this to me i haven't had a chance to play it in cube yet but to me this card looks like it's fine. Been, she's been solid. Like, like good, but not like, oh, God, you have to have this. But just like very solid, very good card that really shines in, you know, archi- you know, if you have an archetype like, you know, an aristocrat sacrifice archetype is probably nuts. It's probably better than like Black Cure Hulk or the or the non Grave Titan six drops. I'd definitely say it's better than yeah Black Gear Hulk. Oh okay, but or yeah, but I'm not really a huge fan of Black Gear Hulk. I think it's kind of like eh. But I mean, I've liked Liliana. She's been she doesn't have the quite the like Elspeth Sun's Champion or the uh, the new Chandra Awakened Inferno, where it's just like oh you resolve this. I guess I'm dead. Or it's like, if I can't deal with this now, I'm dead. Or it's just like, with Liliana, it's still very much just like, oh, okay. And it very much changes the board state, which which six mana cards should do anyway. But mm-hmm. like, it's still very good, though. Like, you can't reanimate it or whatever, but I've really, I've liked it. It's a good one. Like, she makes dudes and well, they she- die. She certainly falls under the 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 stereotypical like does it protect itself? Uh yeah. Sure does. Uh, the barter in blood mode is kind of overpriced, but that's fine. It's kind of like Lily uh, whatever Elspeth's like whatever retribution of the meek ability. Like that's mm-hmm. way overpriced, but you know, sometimes you just need to kill a bunch of stuff. Right. Sometimes they have two giant idiots or Two idiots, you know, a, a, a throne and another random idiot. It's like, I got to deal with these somehow. All right. Sacrifice the board. I like how the, the, the last ability is just like Cataclysm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, they, 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 they get to keep a Planeswalker, too, but... Yeah, but they're pretty much dead. Like, I think I, think I had that happen to me, not in cube, but in Standard, where somebody... Uh, 
ultimated it, and I was like, well, all right. Right. Just like, <laughs> just like, uh, gang sign Lily. It's like, all right, now we're going to get a, we're going to get an exponential number of zombies over the next few turns. Yep. That's probably good enough. Yeah. Probably going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think she's, she's good. Like, I don't know if how in, in the realm of just like, whatever staple or whatever size like but then again i'm not really a huge fan of like that metric anyway but yeah well i mean so it sounds like you put it somewhere around the second to third best black six that sounds i'd say that yeah probably second behind grave titan Mm -hmm. yeah grave titan's just really dumb yeah yeah the tight the the really good titans are really good like shocking unfortunately it doesn't look like we're gonna get finishers that good, at least in a standard product ever again, unfortunately. But yeah, I've always been surprised though, because you know, they come up with and and we can certainly talk about this more later. Um, but this whole static ability on planeswalker thing, I think has really it's really seen its ripple effects across constructed formats. Like the amount of rules problems and things that people can't do because of Narset and three drop to fairy is just astronomical. Yeah. Well, that's why I play mono red. Cause it's just like, Oh, well <laughs> I don't care about these cards, but yeah. It, but I mean, even in like modern and legacy it, they can cause headaches. So, and especially it's cause you know, most people still aren't used to looking at, planeswalkers to look for a static or it's just something you don't really consciously consider when you're just like i'm gonna end a turn draw three cards and it's like nope you draw one because of narset it's like oh, okay yeah i uh i literally watched some people try to activate like players both have karn the great creators in play and and then i must have seen multiple times people just try to activate like they play the people who played their Karn first would just try to like activate like a Mox Opal or something. And it's like, no, your opponent has one too. Like, <laughs> oh, right. I'm used to only the one directional, like, you know, crotch kicking basically. Nice. I'm not used to them actually doing it to me. Like that picture of the Spider Man. Right, exactly. It's like, hey, you. Hey, it's you. Hey, that's that's <laughs> you. Any other black cards you've had experience that, that that's worth sharing? Uh let's see. Nah. I mean Not Lily's really. triumph is fine, right? Like it's a, it's, it's just it's just an upgrade diabolic edict. It's about what you would expect. Maybe. I mean, it's even seeing, I mean, this card seeing play in like, you know, legacy decks. Yeah. yeah. It's like, about what you would expect. Like it's a little, it's a diabolic edict with very occasional upside. I don't think I really saw it. Maybe I'm trying to think if it happened, if it happened once, if at all, I feel like, I feel like either it happened either once or zero. 
All right, choose one. Diabolic Edict or Chainer's Edict? Diabolic, just because seven mana is a lot of mana to play. So, 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 then, so then Lily's Triumph certainly slots in higher than those. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're going to play one, it's this one. If you're going to play two, it's the one that's just like this one without the extra clause. Without, so, the, without the writer text or whatever. Right. So, I mean, I think this card's pretty good. I really like Diabolic Edict. It deals with some problems that other things cannot deal with. Especially if you're one of those people that like to play things like uh, True Name Nemesis in your cube. Yeah. Any other black? Not really. Like I, I'm looking over just to be sure that I'm not missing anything. But yeah, I, I, I've looked as well. And I'm just like, eh, eh. Zier is just like a nice little value thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. But not really much else. How about red? Yes, red. I'm gonna scroll up to red. What's in this set? So many of these sets just blur together. It's like, oh, this was in this set, or this oh, was right. In- that's the set with this card, right? That's the set with Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yep. Yeah. Which I mean, if I was to like have to think about it, I could probably figure it out. But it's just like, oh yeah, this was in the set. Oh, there's a lot of good red cards. Jeez. Yep. There sure were. There was a lot of good red cards in the set. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of Chandra. Like, there's just I think a bunch of better versions at this point. Yeah, it's nice that she. It was nice that she plussed to do her thing, and it wasn't like torture defy or not torture pyromancer or pyromaster pyromaster. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like you zero it, and you know this one actually pluses, so it. But most of the time, people just ignored it. It was just like, okay, I'll, I'll either O-ring it or not deal with it or try to kill you or you know just oh. kind of manage its loyalty, which I, again was just kind of as expected. I don't know. It was okay, I, and we're not. I'm yeah, we're not reading the cards out loud because it's been what two months. Oh, months yeah, ago? people people should know at this yeah. point, unless it's a card that people haven't it's not a known card right like oh hey by the way this card which you guys may or may not be playing or hasn't seen any constructed play you should check this out i think it's okay to talk about those yeah that's true yeah Yeah, i don't don't think anyone needs to know what chandra i don't think you you probably don't need to read dreadhorde arcanist yeah i think that's pretty much a known quantity yeah, I wish I'm that, really yeah. amused by the Dread Horde Arcanist. Uh, uh, what's the spell they just reprinted in Modern Horizons that gives a plus two, plus oh, in haste with flashback? Oh, yeah, Reckless reckless Charge. Reckless Charge, just bringing back like your Lightning Skelemental. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Or it's no, you, no, 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 it's not this guy. It's the guy that rebuys your elementals. That's the one it is, not this guy. Oh, the one in M20. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That one's super amusing. Yeah. This one's pretty good. Like I've also seen this one 
you know, reckless, you can reckless charge this one as well and get back your, you know, recast your three drops. Well, there you can just recast reckless charge if need be. It was like, okay, right. seven, three. It was like when I tried it out, I felt like a lot of the decks had enough low cost spells to be able to play it, especially in decks like red, black, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like being able to remember there was times when it would be like duress you discard your card, attack with dread war arcanist, duress you again. And it was just like, Oh, you're <laughs> coming back. Right. But I, I really liked this card. Like it doesn't, like, I really want another good kind of shock kind of card or another good low-cost burn spell for King. Mm-hmm. But even with our current suite, it's still, you know, I still liked it. I've still been a fan of it. I think it's been in my cube since... since yeah. And, and it seems like it, there there's lots of just-fine targets, and that's not even including the moments where you get into actually having pants in your deck. Yeah. Like, as soon as you have pants in your deck, it's a completely different story. Yeah, it's just like... And your opponent probably has to respect it, too. Like, if you just give it an heirloom blade or something, or a sword, it's like, okay. Cast any incinerates or whatever, but you better... <laughs> yeah, it just seems completely absurd. Now, have you... have How much have you liked Finale of Promise? really didn't at all. Like, it was really mediocre like it just the mana was too high on it and the scenarios where you could get value out of it were not really that high i think once i got to the x equals 10 and mainly it was just for giggles which was like okay we're doing it but i think for the most part it was just really mediocre so I think this is a good for as many cases as there are of hey this card is very good and constructed maybe we should take a look at it maybe that kind of educates our opens our eyes a little bit to a card like hey maybe we should try this I think this is a very good example of when that doesn't necessarily work out where it's like hey this card is just so good in uh all of the like, uh, you know, like the bird decks, the arc like Phoenix's deck in both standard and in modern, but just like because there's just so many, because just casting it for three mana is just going to automatically net you two cards every single time. Yeah, whereas in like cube, it'll be like, um, maybe, right, where you just have a, a, a lot lower chance of being able to do that here. So it was more often just like for value. And even then it wasn't really that good when, when it was cast, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I really was not impressed with it. And I was just like, yeah, right. Cause just, you know, and other things, just having the the fact that you are cast casting three spells has some additional value as well. Yeah. Like in, in other formats, it's just like you cast this for X, you get back this, this, so you can bring back all your Phoenixes and kill your opponent or whatever. It's like, right. Or alternatively, if you're like the mono red Phoenix deck, this is also, you can cast this for one and it's getting you three prowess triggers by itself. So like your soul scar mage and your uh, monastery swift spear. It's like, okay, we're going to, you know, bolt this 
do something to that, or you know, bolt this, draw two, discard two, bring back, you know, discard a phoenix. Yeah. And and just the card is just worth so much damage on its own for all the triggers. And like in Cube, it's just like, I'll get back a bolt. And that's it. <laughs> it just didn't just never really did enough for the cost. It was just, yeah, it was just kind of mediocre. How how about the pig? Ilharg, the raise boar. It was okay. Like it's essentially a big old bane slayer. Like your opponent if you, if it resolves, your opponent has to respect it. Which is like, I guess I have to it's like, you know, the what's the worst that could happen? It could be anything. <laughs> or it could right. be nothing. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's it's a, a Bane Slayer that has some protection. I, I mean, it's like most of the Titans, like the blue one, the white one, the green one's pretty terrible. But you know, it's just a, it's you know a Bane Slayer. It is what it is. I've been kind of moving away from those in my cube, like the the five mana Bane Slayers, where there's just like because they're so bad against spot removal and and whatnot. But like. Yeah, I don't 100% buy into all of that. Um, I, I think there are certain games that, especially something, I, I, I don't really like the the terminology that the the term, quote, Baneslayer is becoming a uh, derogatory term. Yeah. Because there's certainly, like, yes, it fails the terminate test, right? Like, we've talked about the terminate test for a long time. But, like, for example, um, the last time we played together, when we were in Memphis, mm. I mean, there was a game, if I remember correctly, there was literally a game that getting to, like, because I cast Lyra, it just won the game by itself. But I think that's the issue with those kind of cards is, like, when they, it's very polarizing, where it's just, I'm trying to think of, like, mathematically, like, how you would do it. It's something like, like when they do like game theory or, you know, like, like uh, percentages kinds of things where it's just like X percent utility that you win the game and Y percent this happens. And, you know, the, in standard even, I think, or even more observed formats, it's very hard to tell how often that happens. And in cube where we have much less data, it's even harder to figure out exactly how often that happens, like how right, often... unless you have access to like magic online data or whatever. Yeah. Like even with me tracking like cube data, I don't, I have no idea how often like a Lyra or a Bane Slayer gets cast and eats a doom blade. I mean, most of the time it's, if I was to say that it would be mostly anecdotal, be like, it feels like it dies a lot of the time, but I don't really have any kind of quantifiable information with that but i think that's the issue. right and like dying is fine i think we're you know we're all fine with like hey this card needs to be dealt with or it's going to take over the game like i, I guess i'm just not sure when that wasn't an acceptable type of card to have it's just with i think it's something that i've been talking about in this cube discord that i've been in is just with kind of like lowering down mana curves and having things be more efficient that it was probably, I feel like it's less that percentage kind of 
I don't know if it's a not maybe not acceptable because that's not really it's just that's just really absolutist language, but it's just happens a lot. You know what I mean? It's like if say I was to say with Lyra, it's like I'm just gonna throw out a number here. It's like if it was for Lyra, I'll just say fifty percent because I'm lazy. <laughs> that's and I'm still recovering from bird's nest soda. <laughs> It wasn't really a soda, by the way. It was more of a drink. But it's like 50% of the time, if Lyra resolves, she wins a game. 50% of the time, she dies. And, you know, what, okay. what is that? Hey, I was going to say, what exactly does that mean? I do think it is somewhat... Again, I'm not really super huge, again, on the kind of, like, this is bad because it's a Bane Slayer. And I don't really... I think it's kind of, it is, yeah, it's pretty reductionist in terms of just like, this is bad because it's a Bane Slayer. Because that definitely applies to a lot of creatures anyway. Like, correct. At the end of the day, like, even Isamaru is essentially a Bane Slayer, or Cranko, 10 Street Kingpin, which I. Image <laughs> Gallery. Like, that's essentially a Bane Slayer. Like, you have to, a lot of its value, at least for the first turn, is inherent on its value like when he gets cast and if he gets killed that's it's all on him and if he if he gets if he eats a doom blade like there goes his value if he gets if he attacks once and makes some creatures then you know it, it obviously changes it i think it's just personally i guess i've found less value in those kind of big kind of creatures and I I know personally I'm not sure where exactly where I'm drawing the line in terms of just like how how big does a creature need to be to not have some kind of resiliency to be worth tapping out that much mana for even stuff like right but you also have to remember too something that's built into it is power and toughness or toughness especially is a measure of resiliency because it certainly uh you know eliminates or makes it more difficult for a whole swath of removal to to be effective like and and for combat too like in a way creature combat is kind of removal ish think about it in a very abstract way maybe <laughs> i guess it depends on the board state too but I think that was the issue I had like with Ilharg is that it's again I don't think it's bad but I don't think uh do 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 well I don't I think part of the problem is is that I'm not sure how good it is when you so for example the 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 actual Bane Slayer and Lyra and stuff like that have the ability to catch you up in a game also where this doesn't feel like it has that ability. Like I mean it's it's and if anything, it just kind of pushes the question further to your opponent of do you have it, you know, do you have the removal or not? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like like there are game states where you know a, a Lyra, a Bane Slayer, an actual Bane Slayer Angel, like it can live for a couple of turns. It can deal five to ten damage to something, whether that be creatures or whatever, but it also, because of the lifelink, gets you back into the game some, even if it dies after two turns. 
or is oblivion ringed or whatever else, right? Like is rendered useless after a couple of turns. At least you are now in a position where, you know, you're not imminently dead. I mean, you might be, but you're significantly less imminently dead than you were. Where I think a lot of times creatures like this that are so dependent on being able to, you know, don't don't really catch you up very much. They catch you up sort of on the board state, but it, it, all it does is basically help race, but race in a way that's only one-sided. As opposed to like something where like... You gaining life, you know, it's still a 10 life swing, right? Like if I attack with this and put a 4-4 into play, that's a 10 life swing coming at you. It's the same if I attack with the Baneslayer Angel. This is also a 10 life swing because it's, you know, 5 in, 5 out. Mm -hmm. But there is a, I think, a deeper value in that sort of, you know, in certain types of decks, there is a much higher value on that sort of life swing than there is on just trying to you know, reduce, which I think reduces the amount of decks that this can see play in. Yeah, because it mainly was like, if anything, usually the hasty dragons were just better in those decks anyway. Mm -hmm. Even like Scar yeah, And that's what I think. I, I, I have trouble thinking that this is better than a lot of the haste dragons at five. It isn't. No, it wasn't. And there's plenty of those. I mean, that I, I think I would just uh, almost down the line. I think I would rather have each one of those than this one, which is my big issue. Yeah, like I would definitely rather have Skargan Hellkite than than this in a, in a deck or in a cube. I mean, it survives wildfire, so, which I guess is cute, but I mean, like, so does Skargan Hellkite. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, Glorybringer, Glorybringer uh, survive wildfire, but it, it's definitely better than than this. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, uh, you know, the one that taps all their flyers and deals one damage, right? Like, like I like all those cards more than I like this card, and I don't know how many red five drops creatures I need. Also, I still really like Siege Gang Commander because I'm old. I mean, it's not bad. Like, it's it's a big thing, and it's like deal with it. Here's all this. Right, it's a big thing that generates an awful lot of damage even outside of combat yeah so so yeah I, I i really wanted to like this more than i do yeah i forget what i said in the review but i i don't know it's just i don't i think i ended up i took it out after testing i do a lot of like when i do the testing stuff i you know seed the cards in and then stuff stays or leaves or goes in the on deck binder or whatever Mm -hmm. But I don't think I don't even think I have this in the on deck binder, just because yeah the the other five drops just do that job better. Sure, something to be said of like, and, and again I'm really not a huge fan of like this kind of terminology. It's just like if you have a cheaty package in your cube, this might be better. But I mean, let's be honest. If you do, you probably know that. Like that's why I don't really say that kind of stuff in my reviews because it it, it should be obvious. It's just like. If you have a plus one plus one counters theme, this card's value goes up. It's like that has some kind of synergy. It's sure. like, okay, that's that's pretty obvious. Like, yes, I can read. But yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I think 
Yeah, I don't think I've really played with it since the set came out. I don't think. Yeah. Nails it. Eh, out of ten. Ah. Now you mentioned Krenko earlier. I got that's a good one though. That's oh my goodness. Yeah, I was literally just talking because they did the uh they did the the Gen Con panel of the new commander set where they talked about, you know, the mechanics and whatever. And I I guess I wasn't paying attention because I didn't know red was getting populate in the new set. Right. Like, Whoa, red. What is this? So like I'm running all five of the of the quote unquote rabble masters because I they've all been great. Like they've they've all been, you know, contributors to three O decks and they have all just been very, very good. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Bane Slayers earlier in terms of the you have to deal with this or you lose. And these are definitely very good at that as well. And Krenko I've really liked because of how well it snowballs. Like the only ones that really do anything when they come in immediately into play are Goblin Rabble Master and Legion Warboss. So this kind of like is in the second category where you have to wait for an attack phase like this or uh Hanward Hardware. and uh Najila uh-huh. where they have to attack. Najila can, you know, get you know assistance from other warriors, but I think for the most part, whenever she's seen play most of the time, it's just like she attacks, makes a buddy, and then snowballs from there. But it's just he snowballs so well and the creatures being back on defense at first when i looked at it, i'm like okay that's obviously a drawback because i want my creatures to be attacking but i found it was really useful when in racing scenarios when it was just like okay i'm attacking i have a couple goblins on d now so mm-hmm. if you're really tried to race it it's just like now i've got chump lockers and like it's if i had my druthers Sure, I'd rather them be attacking, but it's not like strictly worse that they're back on defense because there are certainly times I found when it was good to have those on defense. And of course, this is better with pants. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, that whole conversation is just. <laughs> I think the first time somebody played it, they got a sort of feast and famine on it. <laughs> I think he, I think, uh, I think it was versus me when I think that happened. When somebody did that, I was like, put a sword of feast and famine on this, attack, make four goblins. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, I think I'm dead. I don't, I think I may have been able to <laughs> jump block it, but I think I was just dead. I was just like, jeez, I'm just so dead here. Like, it was, it, did, did I just lose? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty. I am definitely sure. I think I might have just lost the game. Like, I'm pretty sure I lost that game. Like, not a hundred percent certainty, but I would be. Yeah, I'm quite sure I lost that game because. <laughs> yeah, and I think the deck three would from what I remember, because it was a pretty great deck. But yeah, I really like this guy. Like, I think the issue with some of the cards that have double strike or whatever is that they're really good when you equip them. But they're absolute trash if you don't equip them. Like like fencing ace, you know, is a, a nice archetypical example of that where 
you know, if you put a bone splitter on it, it's dealing six damage. But if you aren't, it's just really underrate and really bad. Maybe not right. bad, but this is not very it's just not very good. So something like this is where, you know, if you can put a bone splitter or, you know, a sword or whatever on it, it's just okay, I guess I just die now. Even if you don't, it still snowballs really well. I've been really, really happy with it in my cube. So yeah, that, that was that's my take. Or not take, that's yeah, it, it's pretty great. Yeah. I enjoy all these t- I enjoy all these three these uh these three drops that do stuff. Like when attacking and making dudes. Like my least favorite one I think is War Boss. I think what my favorite is. It's probably And I'm not running the Gila just because it's I don't know. Way too uh, I don't know. Well, it's probably isn't it like like ninety or something ridiculous or something? Yeah. And like <laughs> It's not good enough. Like I, sh- I, I need to you allocate those funds towards picking up other things. If I am out of cards to own for my cube, then I can go back and circle back for that one. But for that ninety dollars, I can get you know multiple Modern Horizon lands in foil. You better you can get better ROI for that, or you know more bang for your buck. For a hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I still think she's 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 great. I think they're all. Oh no, I have a doubt that it's very good. Just not ninety dollars. Just not recovering at this point <laughs> when we're trying to catch up on all the foils from rapid fire released sets. It oh. makes it uh, makes it difficult to try to, to to view that as a good expense. Still weighing if I want to buy a bunch of snowlands. Apparently, they're cheaper than I thought. Oh yeah, because there's just a million of them. Yeah. Alternatively, don't buy them, and you know. I can send you some amount of them. Oh, nice. I'll take it. So, free stuff. You know, we, we can discuss the details off the air. I was about to say, take it offline or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, a, friend, a friend opened a bunch of uh, Modern Horizons and he was like, hey, do you want like six each of these snowlands? I'm like, sure. Sure. Because I'm doing this. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've opened probably three or four boxes or so of product already, too. So, <laughs> nice. And I'm not planning on snowing my cube because the amount of pain it would require to foil the lands oh, is not so, is that, is that something I'm super interested in? Uh, forget that. That's not going to work. Yeah. Speaking of not speaking of not wanting to, uh, you know, allocate money. While that may be a fine play long term, anyway, uh, it's not something I'm super interested in doing. Yeah, that's yeah. That's no. That's not too not at this moment. And probably just, three drops. I know you like the tank. Yeah, it's it's actually the one of our many nicknames for one of our cats because he's a he's a tanky orange tabby. <laughs> yeah, I guess the tank does have stripes. I actually called him Mister Tank, you know, before the set came out, and he is he is quite quite the tank. M tank. Yeah, but it's it's still like M- solid. Like I don't think I'm running it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, it's still still a good card like most of the time i didn't really need to crew it most of the time it's just sure. like, play this tack for 4 play this tack for 5 you know whatever but i think it's definitely worse than all the rabble masters and then 
but I think it's still, it's still, you know, if I saw it in the cube, I'd be like, sure. All right. But I just don't have room right now, but sure. It's still just, it was just such a great source of damage too. And having trample was really nice too, because you could in theory play it as a, you know, play combat tricks, kind of like prowess, but kind of like prowess. I never really saw it use as combat tricks much, but that's still fine. I guess sure. you do it. But yeah, it's it's he's it's a nice t- nice tank. There he is. He's actually right by me sleeping. Oh, good being, being significantly less tankish. Do you have to crew him to wake him up? Uh, probably, probably crew him with food. Like, hey, I was gonna say, well, well, is that the non-creature spell, like opening a can of food? Yeah, well, I guess for them it's a bag, like because we give them dry food. Oh, right, like shaking the bag. And they're like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Right. I, I just cast start your engines. Oh, yeah, that definitely does it. When we used to feed uh, one of the cats uh, wet food, uh, one of the cats caught on. So, like, whenever he would hear the sound of, like, opening a can, he would just. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't get the food, but he would. we would leave the can for him. So he would, like, eat the leftovers. So he would, you know, wait, but, you know, he would, yeah, he figured that out. He's a smart cat, though. But, yeah, this one's no slouch either, but he's just, he's just taking a nap. Mm. Yeah, he's a good tank. <laughs> Have you had much experience with Sarkin? Summon constructed, uh, do not own yet. So, have not had a chance to, have not had a chance to play with him very much. Um, he's good. He's seems good. above average. Like we were just talking about five drops, you know, the pig versus this. I like, I like this a lot more. Like this better than the pig. Yeah, like when I was saying earlier how I haven't had um, the pig in since testing. I'm, I'm pretty sure this has been in the whole time. I think I got one for like a couple bucks, and I was like, nice. Yeah, I was like, let's do this. I've used a Pokemon Dragonite as the dragon card for it. I don't think I've made, I don't think I've seen more than one dragon made from this, but that's still fine. Most of the time it just makes a dragon and then attacks for four, not counting other planeswalkers. Sure. I've had that be a drawback occasionally where, you know, if you know your opponent has a removal spell mm-hmm. and you can't do it, it's a little awkward. But for the most part, it's pretty solid. You know, make, turn your dormant planeswalkers into damage sources. Like, I'll activate my Karn. Okay. And then turn him into a 4 4 flyer. Right. To the air, Karn. Yep. Chandra the Awakened Inferno. You are now a 4 4. You've now right. awakened into a dragon. Awaken. But yeah, this is good. It's kind of like. It's kind of like been Broodmate Dragon in a way, in a weird kind of way, but you know it's good. It's a big thumb. Yeah, I have to give this one a spin when I can uh, focus on War of the Spark cards. I think I like the Bird's Nest Soda more than Thumbs Up. Wow, moving up the rankings. It's it's. I mean, it's not bad. The the texture is disgusting, but <laughs> taste wise, it's not bad. It look it looks a little like uh like egg drop soup. It does, yeah, and it's kind of like that—that that weird kind of 
stuff floating in it. There's been like this little particle I've been looking at this whole time that's kind of suspended in there. It's not... Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but it tastes good vanilla flavor for the win. It's like vanilla <laughs> custard almost. It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. any, uh, any other uh, red cards you want to talk about uh, I've liked Tybalt I'm actually uh, I'm going to read a post by somebody else who probably articulated it much better than I could in terms of his experience with it if you don't mind please I, I'm, I mentioned him on the podcast before his name is Sir Funtalot he's part of the discord that I'm in I probably should send you a link to it too before I forget and then I'm going to forget <laughs> or link it in the show notes, which I should. Um, oh, and there's a bunch of conversation here. Dang it. Okay. I'll search. Yay. Searching function. Uh, okay. So I think it was in response to a video about uh, rampaging for Rastodon. I think he did a comment about, about this Tybalt rakish invest instigator. I almost said investigator. <laughs> Investi- instigators <laughs> it was funny like when I wrote a proxy for Tybalt I wrote Tybalt rakish air which was yes <laughs> it's like a terrible card but well not terrible but it's certainly not cubable so right the comment oh, I'm sorry go ahead okay so the post the thing he said was um I'm just gonna read this word for word because I'm lazy so because of the death triggers on the tokens, I think you can look at them much closer to two ones than you can one ones. But of course you can divide the damage up a la forked bolt. They're much they're much better even than that. A pair of one ones can cash in repeated damage as well as forked bolt while trading isn't obscenely powerful or insanely powerful uh, for three mana and can be difficult to one for one unless you're getting brathed. And even then you cash in one to two face damage and likely still retain the residual enchantment part of Tybalt. The flexibility and resiliency, I believe, makes Tybalt the more powerful card than uh, Rampaging Frostodon, um, especially considering how weak Frostodon is versus a control decks. There aren't really any matchups where Tybalt is below curve after he gets a second activation, which I find happens more than more often than not, as red decks tend to be playing to the board enough where they can protect him for a turn in the early game if need be. Also by not chipping down your own face and by being able to be capable of playing a more defensible role, depending on the board state is where Tybalt is more flexible in the deck archetypes, I can hackably play him. As I've seen him play decks played in decks like Blue Raid or I'm sorry, is it tempo and even Jeskai control somewhat frequently. If you don't have a planeswalker quota, I can't recommend the hi- the card more highly. Which yeah, makes sense. Like, it's worse. Yeah, than the I, I think there's. I, I believe there's there's lots of overstatement in that. Um, I do agree with that. It is more flexible and can play a more defensive role. Um, I think stating that things are f- like a, a lot of the reason why Fork Bolt is very good is you get to kill two creatures with it. Um, that is only happening. The only possibility of that happening is reactively. Uh, very difficult unless you have a specific deck deck type. Uh, it, it, th- that's almost impossible to make pro a- happen proactively to Your be able to kill to two things with one. 
Yeah. You know? Um, also, like, completely different card than Ferocidon. Ferocidon is a really messed up magic card for red aggro decks. Like, as we've learned lessons from Eidolon of the Great Revel, um, you know, don't really care if I'm hitting my own face, if I'm hitting your face harder. Yeah. Um, and while I would agree that, like I said, Ferocidon is a more narrow card, I don't think there's any way uh, in the grand scheme of things, I would say that this is a more powerful card than Ferocidon. Um, I would, if I were a aggressive deck, even if I have creatures I want to cast after Ferocidon, I don't, it's still fine. there's no way I'm drafting this over Ferocidon. Um, however, if I am in a, you know, blue, red spells matter deck or something where, you know, I want to play much of a, a longer game that I'm planning on, like, you know, making a bunch of elemental tokens or, you know what I mean? Things like that. Then yeah, certainly this card is more flexible, but I think um, it's probably more flexible. I don't know if it maybe say it's not more powerful, but it's certainly, yeah, I'd probably say it's more flexible at least. But it's certainly. Yeah, like, I mean, I played this card in constructed some, like in standard some, and it seems fine. Like I enjoyed playing it in like the mono red mirrors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I feel like I've played so many mono red mirrors because of like the constructed event thing is just like you know, like mono red is one of the cheaper decks, and it seems like so many people play it badly. Like they don't fight on the right axis. It's usually just like not fighting the right resource wars or whatever. Oh, sure. I guess I should probably bring up Grim, whatever, Initiate after this. Because that card's pretty... I don't know. It's certainly not better than a Jackal Pup, but it's certainly solid. And it's just mm-hmm. like, in the aggro mirrors, it's just like, how do you deal with this thing? <laughs> yeah, like, there's... Like, you're just... There, there's some amount of beatings you're going to have to take. Um, there are certainly cards that can mitigate it, right? So... Uh, you know, I don't know how many of them are seeing playing cube, you know, in standard, you know, something like a uh, chain whirler is just like, okay, like, yeah, that thing's dead. Your Tybalt's going to take one. So he's actually just going to die either next time you make a token or right now, because you've already made two tokens. And even if you do both damage to my rabble master, it's still not dead or to my, uh, you know, the chain whirler, it's still not dead. So like, I, you know, that's, I think, one of the reasons why it's kind of moved away a, a little bit for, for those type of matchups. Because for a while there, like, Chain Whirler kind of, like, fell out of popularity. So, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'm down with more flexible. I'm down with it being fine. I am not down with calling this Forked Bolt. This is more like Mog Fanatic with damage on the stack. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. And then it's Forked Bolt. Yeah, like, it's Forked Bolt in certain scenarios, but your opponent has to be the one... Right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's reactive as opposed to proactive. Like, you can't just Forked Bolt their two one ones. They have to attack with them and has to not... Right, have... attack with their one two one while leaving their other one one back. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> So do like when I've been playing like red mirrors, it's just like these weird scenarios where I'm like, I'm attacking with my, uh, whatever lava runner as a one, two, and then like holding back like a, uh, fanatical firebrand. There's just a lot of weird nuances. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. There's, there's lots of like timing games for sure. 
and it's i don't know it just maybe just because i'm like used to playing like stuff like that like i haven't played like i said haven't played actual standard in like 20 years but you know just being on the you know playing playing a lot of you know magic mm-hmm. just kind of seeing that kind of stuff is just like okay i gotta you know essentially like bolting the bird you know it's like i'll kill your uh what's that your your one one so that you can't get spectacle so that you can't light up the stage or whatever and this right and just start overwhelming me in card advantage because i know you're stuck on two lands and i just can't let you like ding me or whatever yeah or just like not playing like not figuring out like who's the control or who's the beat down or whatever right 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 know your role yep misidentification of role equals game loss yeah and it's just like seeing that kind of stuff is just really weird it's like yep kind of stuff uh, transfers through but yeah like well, it also makes the it also like directly disproves the quote red decks are easy aggressive deck you know uh, you know that they're not complex it's certainly not the case at all i think it's because like the the easy games look easy it's like sure. if somebody was to tell me like ravager was an easy deck because like they just got killed by like you know a very you know like their nut draw or whatever Versus like the games where you have to do like all this math or whatever. Cause like I've definitely had to do my fair share of math. It's just like, okay, what are my outs here? How do I play around it? Do I hold back this firebrand in case I draw this so that I can do this? I'll hold back this in case I draw this or if I hit this off frenzy or just mm-hmm. like Ravager math is just like, like you could just die and not know it kind of things. It's just like, yeah, it's just when people say, like, you know, aggro decks are brainless is just completely. Well, just... right. Just well, and a lot of times that's a uh, that's a mark of of not having actually had to play the deck. So. Yes, yeah, just like but granted, to be fair, Ravager math was a lot easier when you had Disciple of the Vault in play or two. Oh, You're yeah, just so like, what's your life? hold on. <laughs> I have yeah. two Disciples here. Hold on, let me let me do some math. Two, you're at what? Twelve? Okay, I have two of these, and I have six artifacts. You're dead. Yeah, like twelve divided by two equals six. <laughs> like, you're dead. like, huh? This game is great. Or you know, the occasional time when they also had like two. You're like, okay, I'll just wait until your turn so all my triggers resolve first. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. So you're just like, all right, sack this artifact. All four triggers gone, active, inactive. Resolve my inact the inactive player's triggers first. All right, sack another one. All four go on the stack. All right, I'll resolve my two. All right, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and then they just die with all the errors on the stack. Oh. Huh. Dang. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The, the first time you do that to somebody, they never forget it ever again for the rest of their life. It was like dying with lifelink damage on the stack. Right. It's like, but I should be alive. It's like, nope, because lifelink goes on the stack, which is, I'm so glad that's not a thing anymore. Right. It's just part of the damage now. Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah, like makes a lot more intuitive sense. And I'm glad they're doing a lot more stuff that like intuitively makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Damage on the stack itself was just made no sense. 
Also, the other thing that you used to you could do to people, you know, one thing that gets done to new newer people that then they learn forever and after afterwards is they're like, all right, I'm gonna attack with this lifelink guy. You're like, all right, I'll block it. They're like, sweet. You're like, all right, before damage, I'm gonna sacrifice it. And they're like, wait, what? You're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, I gain five, and you gotta give them the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or like the GTA, like I'll sack this so your GTA doesn't get counters. Right. All that kind of stuff. It's just like uh uh oh. Yep, mm. yeah. Mm. I see. Oh. Great. Do you want to get for for uh Mr. Noisy? Yeah. He uh he requires the the I need to cast spells for him also. There you go. So so that Chrono tank. Know. Yeah, he seems to have moved. Chrono. Chrono. Yeah, uh, he's moved his ears, but he's oh, there you go. Chrono. I I recently put together his Christmas present of oh. a very of a like six foot tall tower. Jeez. That like is by one of the open windows, so he can like there's a bird feeder outside, so he can out like watch the birds and do whatever and chattering things like (laughs) well so here's the thing every day when i come home he's laying in front of it not actually on it oh that's weird (laughs) like he lays within a one foot like radius of it but i haven't actually witnessed him set foot on it yet ow that's a cat for you (laughs) i'm like dude the other cats would love this. And you literally are just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to lay here on the floor where the sun is instead of perched up on there because that actually takes effort to jump up there. Yeah. Effort. That's for That's for Right. <laughs> now, maybe if I put like a cardboard box on it, I have a better chance. But oh, probably. Yeah. I feel weird <laughs> having the boys like boxes because like, Missy and Luca didn't like boxes and like interesting. Yeah. Like it was, so it's weird, even though that's like the, the default cat state. Right. Yeah. The, there, there's that meme, the old meme. It's like the cat traps are working again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like the random boxes in the middle, three boxes in the middle of the street, each with a cat in it. Yeah. We went to, or at least like when I last went to Aldi, I, you know, it's just like, well, I might as well get some boxes for the cats or get a box for the cat. And <laughs> they were just like, yoink. The boxes, like one of the ends blew out because they're, because they're fat. They're tanks. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you a picture, but it's just like, but they still sit in it. They still really love that box. <laughs> like, oh, there you go. Oh, now Chrono's going back to sleep. Nope. Chrono. All right, so let's go. Right. Let's go into green. What do you What do you think of our? What, yeah, arboreal grazer. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so I, I've gone through lots of opinions of this card. When I first saw it, I thought this might be neat, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is cool. You get to like ramp a little bit, and like an O three blocks two ones for days. Like this is kind of cool." And then, like, the first thing happens where you're like, oh, right, I can't keep draws with less lands. 
The only interaction I really like with this card is something that I learned from watching it occasionally see play in modern, which is the turn one land grazer, put your bounce land into play, pick it up, pick up your other land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the- but I don't want to play this in cube. I don't yeah. think. It's just so. I, I like that interaction and it's cute, but I don't. I just don't think it's good enough. In any mana elf, like it's good with Doran. Boy, yes, and whatever high alert or whatever those. Yeah, all the butt fighting cards. I'm not even bothering to play this in Popper Cube, and I'm playing all the bounce lands there, and this just looks so, so bad. It's just. Ah. It's so variant. It's just like, yeah, it's just like you have a very small timing window when it's good. And most of the other times it's just terrible. And it's like played in standard because, well, mana acceleration is not that great right now. Right. Um, I didn't like Finale when I tried it out. It was just the base rate was so bad. I think that's the issue with a lot of these, like the black Finale. Uh, the red one too, where it's just like there, there really was never a good base rate. Where it seems like a lot of these flexible cards, they need to at least have some kind of flexible base rate, which your deck wants. And this uh-huh. one never really had. Like for Green Sun, you're fine paying a rider of one green to essentially tutor for a green card and put in a play. Sure. For what? For a green extra mana, that's fine. Like okay. Sure, I'll I'll do the rider, but for double green, that was just usually way too much. I mean, you could get any so green. the in your experience, the being able to get any creature doesn't make up for the green sun zenith restriction of only green creatures. It's just it, at the end of the day, the base rate was just really bad, and like you get something from your graveyard, but who cares? Like, oh boy, you can get. Uh-huh. It was just like no, this no didn't really do anything. <laughs> oh boy. Same thing with God Eternal Ronus, which was like a really bad overrun. Yeah, I don't like God Eternal Ronus. I think it's the worst of all of them. That sounds right. I just very unimpressed. I have higher hopes for a finale of Devastation than I did for God Eternal Ronus. Um, Foil one, because, you know, they're probably expensive. I don't know if I I remember those. Finales are expensive because I think it's a commander card. Okay, I thought there was some hype for it for modern. People were like, oh, it's the new green Sun Zenith. I'm like, this card's worse. This looks bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, the other ones, because of the fact that you get to um, get any creature, I think there's some value. Yeah, so pack foils are 28-ish, 25, 28. Boy. At least that's where they are on uh, Goldfish or whatever. So, so yeah, I think it's it, that's part of it there. And again, it's just like, do I want this or do we want, you know, a uh, anything a, a Modern Horizons card that's only seen one printing that there aren't a ton of sheets out there that people are cutting up and isn't a standard set. Also, that card's not that good anyway. So, so don't bother. Uh, I really do. Yeah, I like Nissa who shakes the world though. This was great. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, she's how much loyalty? Five to start. Yeah, five to start, and then one more, and then like 
your one-sided vernal bloom and then the creatures that are three threes have vigilance and they stay and haste yeah and <laughs> haste yeah it's just she's been so good i think hey you know i think it's just i don't know there's so many good five mana cards but it's not like you need to limit them especially since sure and you know five is so right so it's like one three five are the places in green where you like to have very good cards yeah so like because you know you're what you go one here's an elf two here's some other way to ramp or three you know turn two you're playing a three drop something else to ramp into five so like i think having very strong fives is a is a just fine place to be as well and she snowballs kind of, super well too. It's just like, oh no, I have this. These vigilant things that are just, yeah. I, I think, yeah, she's just really. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I mean, you're fine. It's, I, I think it's absolutely fine. Like the, the lands do quite a bit. The fact that they're three threes instead of two twos matters quite a bit. I think. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, tangling with other creatures, especially if you're accelerating into it, being able to tap for extra mana. I mean, the the, the, the ultimate is real dumb, considering, you know, how many lands you're going to have that are going to be three threes at that point. And, you know, ideally you're playing other spells. But like mm-hmm. having having your own having you having vernal bloom, and your opponent doesn't, is nice. and your opponent does not. I mean, this allows you to to cast all the the you know your 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 big dumb idiots or whatever you know. Just unload your hand or something. Right, just... like you could cast finale of devastation for twelve. Yeah. <laughs> whatever green sun for thirteen. <laughs> right, like. There, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to like about this card I think mm-hmm. in a in a spot where I don't even like very many of the non creature fives like we all like Plowunder's great or whatever but and yeah. you know kind of like eh on Plowunder like it's absurd when it's a when it's good but it's just like other times it's just really mediocre. Yeah, so I'm just never removing that card from my cube because that's just how it is. Like, I like the history of magic in my cube, and the card's just absurd. Like, is it going to catch you up when you're behind? Well, no, unless you're getting attacked by two creature lands, that is. Or Nissa lands. Right, see? Oh, oh, see, now you're thinking. Uh, But, like, casting it when you're ahead, just the. I mean, the the amount of tempo lost by a plow under is just staggering. You know, unless you have a way to clear them afterwards, you know, a la top, if you don't need the lands. But, like, I don't really love, you know, besides that one, all the other ones are like, yeah, like, I like Nessa Vital Force. Like, the, the Planeswalker's all really good. Like, I like that one just fine, but... I'm, I I think there's more room in my heart for more like five men and non creatures. Mm-hmm. Also, this works really well with some of the new five drop creatures too, like you know, biogenic ooze. Yep. 
Yeah, that's a good one. There's a. There, did you you saw you saw the Naya card that was previewed from the Gen Con thing, right? The Commander one. Uh, you know, I didn't actually look at it. What's it called? Girid, G H I R E D Conclave Exile. It's like two and Naya mana for a two five. When it, uh, let, let me take one? a look here. Girid. All right, there it is. Uh, here it is. All right, I'm looking at it right now. I'll go so read it. Two, all right, so it's two red, green, white for a 2-5 legendary creature human shaman. When it enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 green rhino creature token with trample. Okay, I like that. Whenever Girid attacks, populate the token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. <laughs> this rhino. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's probably maybe the best Naya card. Well, yeah, because Naya cards are terrible. No, I was about to say they're all really mediocre. Yeah, this one's like good. at least this one's interesting. I mean, it's, I think it's just good. Like it's, it's like what, I mean, it's it's six power and nine toughness. Nice for five mana. Yep, and then if it it's, has, it's like we were just talking about Rabble Masters earlier, and who boy. That's a right. Oh God. Oh God. Yep. And and the fact that like there's some benefit from it coming back into play, like blinking it. Yeah, that's true. Reanimating it or whatever, right? Like just kind of getting it back gives you a lot of value. I didn't even think of that like for in commander, like, you know, recasting it from the command zone. Although, you know, it's not really a thing in cube, but that's cool. Yeah, like this is probably the best. Naya card. I guess that probably goes yeah. well with this Nissa too. Oh god! Oh oh. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. It's 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 a nice one. Yeah. I, I wish that card were. Jeez. If it was mono green, if it was like four, if it was three double green for that thing, like. Oh god! Oh god! Oh my god! That would be absurd. That would probably be the best green five. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me an acidic slime. Like, but acidic slime and thrag tusk are just like di value creatures. Yeah. That would just be like a ridiculous beating, like <laughs> attacking creature. Well, you know, and that would actually feel like something you want to ramp into, right? Because that's always been like green's biggest problem is like. Hey, like Green's biggest thing is like we're gonna make these big creatures, these undercosted big creatures. And then you're like, man, that thing's gigantic. Kill it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh oh. Right? So like that just like is part of the green like thing that kind of sucks. Which is why something like when they printed Carnage Tyrant, you're like, oh god. I kill this. Right. Wait, you can't. Done with an appropriate hand signal. Kill this, you know. Doomblade, Doomblade, this. You know. Doomblade, nothing. Right. Counter it, counter this. <laughs> so, yeah, that the card's. Ham a, the ham symbol's a thumbs up. Like, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, for you, everything's thumbs up, let's be honest. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> 
I think Paradise Druid is interesting also. Like that's it's respectable. Like 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 silver. Yeah, sure. I, the I think the hex proof as long as it's untapped is deceivingly good. Because you can't just bolt the bird. You gotta you gotta wait. They get the they get their you know they get their ramp out of it first, you know? Which can be a deck. And by that time it may be too late, which I've but and I like the fact that it can attack for two against like walkers and stuff, like that's been nice too. And the right, that they like can't kill it. They can't like you know sorcery speed remove it preemptively or whatever before you get to take advantage of doing something with it. So, I, I mean, I I have I didn't like this card so much until I had to play against it in standard, and I was like, you know, if this thing's this going, card is kind of a pain. Are you gonna if you're getting one for your keyboard? You're getting a pack foil. You're not getting the promo. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I already have a promo one that I haven't put in yet, but nice. Like the same thing with the, the thrashing Bronton on. That looks nice. So I think so. Yeah. I mean, there is a, it will, we'll, we'll have to, I think we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it as far as how difficult is this going to be mm-hmm. to obtain? Yeah. But shouldn't be too bad. It's just an uncommon. I was about to say, yeah, it probably shouldn't be too bad. Uh, Plain White Celebration was, like, fine. Like, as a seven-mana thing that doesn't just die to removal. Sure. But it was okay. Like, it it pretty much in- immediately ultimated Planeswalkers, which was nice. Yeah, like, I could see it as a Planeswalker support card, because just of, like, the DI proliferate or whatever. Just, like, cast this proliferate also like it's like that new chandra the the new three mana one where it's just like i will immediately ultimate this <laughs> this other one but yeah oh oh god yeah it's just like often i think i saw somebody like they could have just killed me with the new whatever nickel bolus with the new chandra but they just made elementals i'm like you, you could have just killed me but Right, but okay. I was like, okay, thumbs up. That's we, we like not dying. Got I'm it. Dying. I died anyway. That's the narrator that comes in. He died anyway. You know, like Morgan Freeman coming in as the narrator. Yeah, I like not dying. I like not dying too. Usman died that day anyway. Seen by the way the promo of Night Pack Ambusher. Yes, I have seen that. I think I saw it when they they said uh, at a uh, San Diego Comic Con. I think is where I saw pictures from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks nice. That's another that's another solid one. We'll eventually get to those in like second. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll loop back around for that one at some point. Yeah. So now we're doing M twenty. Uh, Vivian was okay. Like, I thought she was fine. Like, she's kind of like Sir Sword's Conta for green. And, like, Flash is nice. But, I don't know. I I was kind of underwhelmed by her. I don't know. Yeah, I like that she's three mana. Yeah, like... Talking about the one three five thing. Right. I like that it's three. Um, 
the creature as though they had flash is certainly has a value probably a better value in constructed than in you know even a high powered limited environment but certainly being able to cast on their turn means you get you know you get to pressure the blue decks counter spells yeah um you know it's going to be it, four loyalty into five loyalty right away to basically give you one of your guys vigilance and you know allows you to play offense and defense at the same time if you want and you know the fact that even if it goes away, you can still cast the creature card, you know, yeah. whenever you want. That you don't lose that ability when it goes away. You don't reveal it, which is nice too, because you can always be like, I got three of these, and just be stone faced. It's like, land, land, land. It's like, I'll take this middle <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm going to exile this one. And it's like, it's like hideaway yeah. lands. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be uh, a land. <laughs> <laughs> Which it is. It's like, dang it, this is bad. Uh, speaking of bad, I don't. Ah. Darkbow was pretty bad, unless you were in Reanimator. But like as a ramp card, it was just, or as a value card, it was just so bad. Like it was way too expensive. And yeah, I don't, it's just no, it's just way too expensive for what it did. Uh-huh. Didn't whiffed way too often. It was like something you could do if you had time, you know, if you're if you're both doing nothing, but sure. scenarios didn't tend to happen that often. Most of the time it was just like if you wanted to, you know, I've got literally nothing to do. YOLO, like maybe I'll get something. Nope. All right. Or I got an elf. Like that. Right. It's like pitch, do this for six. Let's see what happens. Elf. Yeah, it's not great. It was it's a definitely it's like a it's a reanimator support card. Like think of this as you would like a putrid imp or you know Olivia's dragoons or like or Falconrath or Una's prowler. Not as some kind of reanimate or some kind of ramp card. Because if you're doing it like that, like no, uh-huh. that ain't working. Yeah, yeah. everything in green, green is certainly a little underwhelming compared to some of the other colors in this set. Red. I forgot how good red got. Like, wow, that's a lot of cards. That's a well. Lot. We will for sure get to. There's a fair number of multicolor cards we we need to talk about, uh, and we will certainly get to those uh, in uh, you know on the next portion here because there's a lot of good ones we can talk about. A lot of good ones. I'm just so. Now and this is like, oh boy, that's gonna take a while. Yep, it's like, yep, I could see that. Yep, I could see that. Yep, I could see that. Oh yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. See that. Yep. So uh we will in the quote near future, we'll talk about some multicolor cards. For you guys and gals, it'll be mm, no. ten seconds from now. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. 